Hello. Oh my God. Let me lube up. Oh God. Don't listen unless you're into ASMR, which not everybody is. Some people are like, I have some very close friends uh, and I will introduce this podcast momentarily. If you've never heard my podcast, you're like, who is this person? What is she talking about? What does she get to the fucking point? Uh, anyway, I have some friends who are very into ASMR, but I also have some friends who really don't like the sound of chewing or eating. And I can't stand the sound of eating, but I hope I don't offend anybody right now. I'm lubing my lips up to get ready to do this podcast intro. Oh, I just swallowed. Disgusting. Uh, my boyfriend actually has this habit, or as a joke, it started off as a joke, where he would take a sip of something and then he would go, ah. and like that was funny for a bit. And you know, it's still pretty funny. But the reason it's not funny anymore is because now I do it. I just do it, not even as a joke. It's like turned into a bad habit because whenever I take a sip of something, I expect him to go, ah. even if I'm not with him, I expect that sound to happen. So then I'll do it, not ironically, and then I'll be like, fuck, fuck, and then hope nobody's around to hear me. Anyway, hello. Welcome to the Love Alexi podcast. My name is Alexi Wasser. I'm your host. This is my podcast. Uh, thank you for listening to all of that bullshit. I do want to say today's episode is brought to you by is brought to you by Lao Botanicals. Now let me tell you about this beautiful product. Uh, Lao Botanicals. It's an organic skincare line formulated by a holistic esthetician. This is very important. I get a lot of compliments. I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I you know I'm very I, I'm very self deprecating. Uh, I, I always, I can say very mean things about myself without realizing the effect it has on me. So the fact that I'm going to say something nice about myself should mean something, should mean that I, I really mean what I'm saying. Anyway, uh, sometimes people will DM me on Instagram at Alexi Wasser. We should totally be friends there if we are not already. They'll DM me and they'll go, you have great skin. And then I think, oh, well, you know, I use the subtle filter for my story and then I swiped and put the Paris over the subtle you know, so I've, I'm filtered, filtered, but then sometimes I'll post an unfiltered photo of my face and people are still kind. And I think, wow, maybe I do have nice skin, but there was a moment where my skin was fucked up. I've been on Accutane twice. Uh, I also don't help my, my case, uh, because I, I will do extractions. I will do extractions on my own face. I, I like to say I, I do, uh, I'll, I'll be like, oh, the reason I have all these red marks on my face because I did surgery. I, had, I did surgery on my face and my friends will be like, what? Because everybody does get surgery now or gets injections or whatever. And I'm like, no, bonehead. God, why doesn't anybody understand me? Uh, I mean, I picked up my face last night, which is so fun to do. Isn't that just so fun to do to just pick at your face? I mean, the adrenaline, the dopamine... That it just releases. Ah, feels so good. The endorphins, the dopamine or endorphins, probably all, the, all of it, all of it feels great. Um, also, side note, reminder, if you do pop your pimples uh, in front of your mirror in your bathroom, always be aware of the fact that you probably can't see that there's fucking pus all over the mirror in your bathroom. All right. But all your guests, they'll be able to see it. All right. This is more for men than for women because women are less disgusting, but we're pretty disgusting too, me included. I don't want to talk about it. Anyway. Um, yeah, just remember to clean off your mirror. All right. Anyway. Um, so while it feels good to have pimples and pop them, it also doesn't feel so good. So I went on Accutane twice. Um, I, I use Retin-A. I use all these products. Sometimes I use very, I use very harsh abrasive products. 
on my face and it'll go up and down. It'll be really dry. And I broke out a while ago and I was like, oh, fuck, I need to make a change. And uh, I just want to tell you about Lao Botanicals because this is some shit you should be putting on your face. And here's why. All right. Because I like it. It works for me. It's organic. It's not super harsh and abrasive at all. Uh, They provide... I'm going to make sure I touch on all the bullet points of all the things. I don't want to, I don't want to forget anything. I don't want to leave a stone unturned. Uh, they believe in providing the highest quality ingredients. They're, uh, they operate uh, as ecologically, ecologically sustainable as possible. The founder has worked professionally for nine years as a certified esthetician. She knows what she's doing. She specializes in acne-prone skin and hyperpigmentation, which I can totally relate to. Anyway... Uh, they also, this Lao Botanicals also gives back a small percentage of each product that they sell to Limahuli Garden and National Tropical Botanical Garden. So your gift to the Tropical Garden Fund can help them find, uh, conserve, research, grow more critically endangered, endangered tropical plants and share and educate thousands of visitors and students about the importance of tropical plants and biodiversity. Anyway, listen... Loud botanicals. There's a plane going over me. I'm going to jump on this uh, PJ in a second. I've never referred to a private jet as a PJ until I saw Vanderpump Rules and Lala referred to a private jet as a PJ, and it just made it even more disgusting. Let's get back on track here. Anyway, the point is, um, for anything and everything else Loud Botanicals related, go to loudbotanicals.com. Uh, you can find them on Instagram at Lao Botanicals and there's a discount code 15% off your purchase uh, when you go on the website and you use the code LOVEALEXI. All right. Very exciting. You know how to get your skin in tip top shape. You're welcome. Moving forward, who's on the show today? Another girl with fantastic skin. She probably uses Lao Botanicals as well. Her name is Brittany Furlon. Brittany uh, is an actress. She, you may know her. She was a famous Vine star. She was one of those people famous on Vine. And I think now that Vine is gone, what is she up to? So many things. Uh, she has her very own podcast, a new podcast that's like flourishing. It's like on the t- you know top of the charts every single week. It's called Worst First. And uh, she's incredible. We become, I mean, we've been friends for many years, fast friends. And many years later, she's one of my best friends. Uh, and it's so funny because we're so different. She looks like she's like the sexy, buxom, like she looks like she could be a playmate, playboy playmate. And uh, and I always make fun of myself. And I'm like, I'm like your, uh, your arty emo friend. But uh, oh my God, but she feels so deeply about everything. And she's so wonderful. She's, such a, she's actually such a great spokesperson for mental health. And, uh, and listen... If you don't already follow her on Instagram at Brittany Furlon, run, don't walk because uh, she's a joy. She's got a lot of energy. She loves dogs. She loves helping everybody she can. She tells her own story and what she's going through emotionally all the time, which makes other people feel less alone. I know she holds my hand uh, through whatever crisis I'm going through that particular day, minute, week, month, hour. She's a wonderful wonderful woman. She's my one of my just best friends and uh, my life is better because of her. And uh, yeah, we're an unlikely duo. I think it's funny sometimes people are like, what? Because I met her a long time ago. They aren't like, what? But I'm just saying like, she's like this, we're just like, we're slightly different, but we're exactly the same. And so funny, like when I first met her, I remember meeting her at like some kind of like, not art nerd party, but it was like, they're like these like indie hipster people who I adore. I think they're great. 
but I noticed they were being kind of dicks to Brittany. And I was like, why are they being that way? Like, and I think they just didn't like her because she's like hot, hot. And like, maybe they, she wasn't wearing like indie hipster clothing or something, or she, I don't know, but they, they were just like, she wasn't like them. And which totally get, goes against like, you know, shouldn't we all be all inclusive and loving? Isn't that the thing? Should we pay attention to people's hearts and how they, anyway. So yeah. So I remember I talked to her and I was like, why is everybody being such a dick? And, uh, and then Brittany and I hung out. We had a combo. Then we started DMing on Twitter. This was many years ago. And we we're just like pouring out our souls and feelings about guys and life and love. And, and uh, over Twitter, just like, you know, we're just so similar. I think, I mean, every woman I'm close friends with is like that. I mean, just how, you know, very emotionally vulnerable. Uh, it's all or nothing with us, I guess, but uh, which is uh, how I prefer it. And uh, so I just really related to Brittany and, uh, and she's just so not judgmental. I remember just, she was telling me everything. I was telling her everything about feelings and and what we were both spiraling over at the time via DM, Twitter DMs. We exchanged numbers. Then one day, I don't know what I was going through, but we hadn't even, ever even hung out. Really, we hadn't. We'd just gone from the one time I met her and we had a bunch of mutual friends to the DMs to all of a sudden she was like, what are you doing right now? Do you want to go get sushi? And I was like, mm, yeah, okay, I'll get sushi. She's like, I'll pick you up in 10 minutes. And I was like, what? And she's like, beep, beep. And I was like, oh my God, Brittany's here. I can't believe it. I get in her car. She's driving this like really slick, cool car. And I get in and she's kind of driving like a maniac, but like not in a scary way. It's more like a, wow, it's like I'm in a movie. Like this cool girl just picked me up, this, this mega babe with all these feelings just spewing out of her mouth. And she talked as fast as I talk. She still does. I still do. And, uh, you know. She, we, we, you know, we zip zap over to, uh, to sushi. She gets valet. We go in there. I think she paid for my dinner, which I feel like she's like, like, you know, I have a great boyfriend, but I, I feel like, you know, Brittany is a great boyfriend to me. It's like, it's like, I always feel very cozy and taken care of and treated like a princess with her. Just every time I hang out with her and really Brittany, if you're listening, like you, you don't always have to pay for everything. And but I, I really appreciate it. Anyway, you know, she brings me presents. It's just too much. She's been on the podcast before. Uh, feel free to, if you enjoy this episode, jump back over to a couple of years ago when she was on, uh, on an episode of Love Alexi. But so much has changed in her life because now she's married She's married. She's the star of, she's one of the stars of the, of the documentary. Uh, do, can you say that? A star of a documentary? Yeah. She is in American Meme, this incredible documentary. You, it's available now on Netflix. Please watch this documentary. Uh, it follows the life, the lives of these uh, influencers and these people on social media. Brittany is one of them. Uh, Paris Hilton is another. I can't remember the other people who are involved. And I ha- But I have to tell you... Um, I really do. I'm not just saying this because she's my girlfriend. Brittany's story, to me, honestly, and I've heard this from a lot of other people, her story in American Meme, because the director tracked her life uh, over a period of like, I don't know how many years, uh, but many years, her story, her life story is the most compelling. And she's so lovable. You watch her and she's talking about why she's a performer and why she does characters and why she feels the way she feels and why she's emotionally so vulnerable. And, and, uh, and she talks about all of her insecurities. And there's even one scene where, not to spoil it, spoiler alert, but uh, you see her in her bathroom like putting on makeup or taking off makeup. And on her mirror in her bathroom, there's like a heart with some kind of like uh, spiritual uh, 
mantra thing, you know, that we all, we've all done. We've all either put it on our mirror or written it down in our book or put it in our phone or, you know, have like a secret like a manifestation board or something. And it's just there. And I love her more for it because it's just so honest and vulnerable and real. Her, her, her little saying, her like inspirational quote on her mirror written in lipstick or something. And uh, yeah, and Paris Hilton is one of the producers of American Meme. Paris Hilton actually comes across... I mean, I actually like her. I've, I met her at the American Meme. Uh, there's a screening and she showed up and she's just like, she's disarming. And I also heard Paris Hilton this week on Radio Andy on Sirius XM, uh, which is a long... Let me make a long story longer. The boyfriend, my boyfriend, went out of town for about a week and a half and... Uh, He's lovely. He let me borrow his car. That's how much he loves me and trusts me. He's put me on his insurance. It's a really sweet gesture. I can't believe it. He did that very early on into our relationship. I, I can't even believe it. Uh, I have friends and I've met women who are like, oh my God, I've been with my husband for 13 years and he's never let me drive his car. And I'm like, what? Really? Wow. I have, I have a great. I have such a wonderful, wonderful boyfriend. Brings me coffee in the morning and croissants and Vita, Vita gummies. Anyway, um, yeah, so I'm borrowing his, his car and he gets, he has serious, I mean, I'm not trying to brag, but, uh, you know, he gets serious XM in his car. He's got satellite radio happening in there. It's very exciting. It's a splurge and I enjoy it when I get to drive his car. Um, and I discovered, I was like, Fox, uh, serious radio or like, you know, XM radio or whatever it's called. They have Radio Andy. And if you don't know who, what I'm talking about, Radio Andy is Andy Cohen's radio station that he programmed. All right. He's got his own show, Andy Cohen from Bravo, the, the mastermind behind all that is Bravo, which I am obsessed with. If you've never heard this podcast before, I mean, I'm, I'm obsessed with all things Bravo, Vanderpump Rules, Real Housewives of Everywhere. Uh, although I think I'm going to have to get over Vanderpump Rules because... Um, how can I watch the show when Jax and Ariana and Brittany and, uh, you know, Katie and both Toms, whatever, they're all buying houses. They're all homeowners now. Are you fucking kidding me? I can't live in an apartment and watch Vanderpump Rules knowing that these boneheads that I've been watching, no disrespect to Ariana and, or, uh, I like Lala sometimes. Um, yeah, no, no disrespect, but just the fact that like you're watching a show about waiters and waitresses living their life, getting into trouble, drinking out of the bottle, just like just living these sloppy lives. And now they're like engaged. Uh, you know, two of them are bar owners, Tom Tom. And now they're all homeowners. This isn't some like tawdry show I'm watching anymore. This is like this is, I, I'm like, what? I got to work on my own life. I don't have time to watch this show. So here's what I actually think. And then I'll get back to my original thing, whatever that was that I was saying. Um, I'm on one. Jesus. Um, this is what I think is going to happen. Vanderpump Rules is going to be done. All right. They're going to do spinoff shows. Jackson, Brittany getting married. Jackson, Brittany living their lives. Tom, Tom, the show. Vanderpump Dogs, the show. Then they're going to do the new Vanderpump Rules in Vegas. Because I heard in Vegas, all the people who work there are like younger versions of all, you know, the Jacks, the Stassi, the, you know, whoever, uh, Sheena. Oh my God. I can't believe how easy it is for me to locate uh, these names in my brain. It's crazy. I really should be putting my energy, my time, my attention, effort into 
things that will serve me in the future. But, you know, maybe this will serve me in the future somehow. Oh, dear Lord. Anyway, so that's what I think is going to happen with all that. But aside from that, um, yeah, I was just in heaven, heaven on earth, just listening to Radio Andy. Uh, Sandra Bernhardt has a show. Uh, there's like a recap of like all the Bravo shows. It's just incredible. Was that my point? Borrowing the car? I don't even know where I'm going with any of this. Um, let me take a beat. Brittany, life. Hmm. Oh, and Paris Hilton was a guest on Radio Andy on Andy Cohen's uh, morning show uh, that he that was co-hosted by Sandra Bernhardt. And Paris Hilton was a guest, and oh my God, she was incredible on the show. And both of them, you know, Sandra Bernhardt, I, I thought kind of wanted to be a little bit snarky and judgmental of Paris Hilton. But at the end of it, Paris Hilton totally won Sandra Bernhardt over. And the consensus was Paris Hilton, when you meet her, is disarming. And I've met her twice in my life. And I wanted to be like, Paris Hilton, ugh, whatever, like nepotism. Yeah, yeah, it was like Paris Hilton. Is a, Fuck that. You meet her and you're like, oh my God, hey sis. Like you want to just be like, well, what, what's up? Like, like you just feel so special. She puts her attention on you and she's like glowing and she's like, oh my God, it's Paris, Paris Hilton in the flat. It's so weird. It's like such an um, embarrassing feeling because like if your identity and like is like, oh, I'm a kind of person who I don't like that bullshit. Like, fuck that. And then you're like, she's a mogul and she looks like a real life Barbie doll and she's being nice when she's supposed to be cunty or you'd, you'd like her to be because th- then it justifies hating her or something. But, you know, she, whether it's an act or not, because I heard she doesn't trust anybody because of her life and she can't trust anybody and what have you. Who knows what she's gone through? I barely trust anyone and I'm not even Paris Hilton. I'm Alexi. How dare you? Anyway, um, but whatever, if it's a front or not, she does a lovely job making people feel nice and uh, included and welcome. And she's very uh, humble and complimentary. And uh, yeah, she was disarming. I fell in love with her, uh, not only at, uh, not only on Radio Andy, but yeah, when I saw her and met her at the American Meme thing. Anyway, you got to watch American Meme. It's heart-wrenching. It's, uh, oof, Yeah. It's all about like Instagram, social media, hustling, uh, wanting likes and followers and, and uh, I don't know, loneliness and perform. Anyway, whatever. It's just great. And Brittany really opened up her life to, uh, to the world. So check that out. And, uh, and she's married. She's newly married. She got married to Tommy Lee. That's even included in the, uh, the you know, her dating and uh, Tommy Lee. And now since that's happened, since that's come out in an American meme, uh, she's married. She's a married woman. And uh, yeah, mazel. Oh my God, who do I think I am? Andy Cohen. Anyway, um, all that being said, uh, we have a wonderful tangential conversation where we cram basically like an hour's worth of conversation into like a half hour. Anyway, um, I do want to say, uh, if you like this podcast, if you like the Love Alexi podcast, subscribe on iTunes, rate the show, leave a comment. Uh, if you want to advertise on the Love Alexi podcast, send a DM to me on Instagram at Alexi Wasser. Uh, the Love Alexi podcast is a listener supported show or an independent podcast. So if you want to just make a donation to the show, just to keep it going, help us buy equipment and by us, I mean me. Feel free to do so via Venmo at Alexi Wasser. All donations, no matter how big, no matter how small, are completely appreciated. I'm not joking. I'm serious. Um, 
And I want to put this out there. I am throwing a night called Girls Night In Saturday, June 15th, 7 to 10 p.m. in Los Angeles. Uh, Girls Night In is a night uh, for women only, girls, ladies, women, uh, perhaps you're new to Los Angeles or you're spiraling over something you're going through, whatever you're going through. Basically, it's an Al-Anon meeting for girls only, except cocktails are involved. Uh, I should actually call it a living room hang session where a bunch of women sit around in a circle and talk about their feelings. Um, It's just a simple, lovely night where you mix, meet, and mingle, have some strawberry margaritas, talk about your feelings, exchange information with other girls because a lot of people say, oh, it's so hard to make new girlfriends or make new friends when you move to a new city. So this is a perfect opportunity to do that if that's something you're interested in. And also, if you already have enough friends and you just want to meet new people uh, and have that luxurious feeling of sharing what you're going through with a bunch of strangers because sometimes that's nicer to do than with people who know you because they've either heard your sob story before, they've heard enough, uh, you can't afford therapy and you want uh, an outsider's perspective and you just want people to listen and you want to feel less alone, then I think you might enjoy Girls Night In. So all you have to do is uh, if you want to go to secure your spot, again, you Venmo $25 to at Alexi Wasser, include your telephone number and your Instagram handle, set that shit to private because you know we don't need other people knowing your business. And if you can't make it to Girls' Night In and you don't live in Los Angeles, I provide a service called Big Sister Sessions, uh, where I serve as a big sister you never knew you needed or wanted. Um, it's basically a therapy session via Skype with just you and me. I can put all my attention on you and uh, you tell me everything you're going through. I listen and then I give you fantastic advice and you are left with action tools and action steps to... Uh, you know, to help you through whatever it is you're going through so you can flourish and live your goddamn life and get over all the fucking bullshit I know that we all go through because believe you me, I am going through it too. I think something's in the air. I feel like all my friends, all my girlfriends are having fights with their boyfriends. I feel like there's a full moon looming just around the bend because I like to blame things on on the full moon and not hold myself accountable, which is actually a lie. I like I hold myself accountable. It's so annoying though. I fucking hate it. It's the worst. I hate the best thing about being in a relationship and the worst thing about being in a relationship is you you see yourself reflected in someone else's eyes and I've got to be like, "Oh, whoa. Oof. I've done that in all my other relationships. Maybe it's me. Maybe I need to work on myself. Oh, maybe I need to fucking chill out. Maybe I need to pick my battles. Maybe I need to relax." Maybe I need to let things be good because nothing's really wrong and you're just addicted to chaos, Alexi. Anyway, um, yeah. Ugh, I had a lovely day. The boyfriend got back from his trip in the morning. Uh, he brought me coffee and a croissant. And my gummy vitamins, so nice. So nice. But now I'm back to taking lifts, uh, which is exciting because, well... I already miss driving his car, but I can't stand driving, I realize, because people are fucking assholes. That's a newsflash. You heard it here first. Uh, Driving in LA is shitty sometimes or whatever. Anyway, but I hadn't been in a lift in like 10 days, so I get in a lift. A girl's driving, and we're having a chat, and she's telling me about her new relationship, and I'm telling her about my relationship, and she's like, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I have this podcast. It's called Love Alexi, and she's like, oh, what is it about? And whatever I try to tell her. I, I don't really know how to explain it, whatever. 
just kind of move on to the next thing. We I, we get back to talking about relationships and you know um, vulnerability and stuff like that. And she's telling me all about like chaos and dysfunction and her last boyfriend and how he cheated and her new boyfriend, how he's moving very fast, but how like we're talking about how men are different than women. Yeah, another newsflash. And we're talking about how they need space and uh, and they like to hunt or blah, blah, blah. All these things. We're just going on this tangential journey during the lift ride from my boyfriend's house to my house. And at the end of it, I'm like, oh, by the way, this is my podcast. Like we just podcasted podcast, podcast, podcast. Anyway, and she was like, oh my God. So listen, if I can just get one new subscriber every time I get in a lift, it'll all be worth it. Um, another thing, you guys, that I wanted to talk about. Um, I'm still reading the pattern. Um, the new app I'm obsessed with about it's like where it combines astrology and magic or what have you. Um, it seems like right now is like this period of learning to break bad habits. Um, and this is not just for me. It's for a lot of people, I'm sure. To break bad habits, long overdue breaking of habits that have been instilled and embedded in your soul and the deep resources, the deep vortex that is your soul uh, now is the time to break those bad habits that don't serve you and it's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to hurt and be kind of excruciating at times and feel really bad and you're going to suffer, but it's all going to be okay because you're going to make it to the other side better and stronger for it. And uh, yeah, and other things to learn are how to be strong and independent like you probably were when you were single. Try to be like that while you're in a relationship and to not put all of your happiness and self-worth, I've said this before, I'm saying it again, all of your happiness and self-worth should not be dependent on the person you're in a relationship with because it's not always going to be good. And if it's not always good or if it's not good uh, and you're not able to do your life and get out of bed and, you know, unfurl yourself from being in the fetal position because you're in a fight with your boyfriend and you end up canceling appointments or putting things off because you don't feel like emotionally capable or have the energy to do it. That's going to fuck your life up. So you got to fucking get out of bed. We don't know how to do it. How do you do it? I don't know. I like to listen to Abraham Hicks, YouTube, audio videos, but they don't always help. I like to text with my mom and talk to my mom until she talks so much I get mad at her. And then I'm like, okay, I get it. <sighs> and then I just keep trying to convince her that I should be upset. And she's like, no, you're in control of your happiness. You were the one making yourself suffer. And then I've got to be like, no, I'm suffering. Okay, I've committed to this. This is what I'm doing. You can't stop me. I don't want to stop me. Um, anyway, where was I going with this? Um... Yeah, so that's what this time is for. Learning these important lessons and being strong always and knowing that you can always count on yourself and you being in control of your happiness and your independence and all of that. Good luck. I'm like looking at myself in the mirror. I'm like, good luck. Um, 
I will tell you one thing though. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, I'm doing a long intro by the way, because I have a lot to say and I want to hang out with you guys because you're my best friends. And uh, I think you know that, but if you didn't, now you do. Um, because Brittany and I had such a quick, fast paced conversation that, um, it's allowed me to have uh, do a longer intro without this being like a four hour podcast. So thank Brittany for that. If you don't mind, you guys said you like the long intros. I mean, some of you DM me and said that. All right. So if you don't mind them, keep DMing me that so I can feel like, uh, you know, validated because I need validation from somewhere if I can't request it 24 seven from, uh, my boyfriend. All right. Thank you. Let's, let's us be in a codependent relationship. How about you and me being a codependent relationship? That would be great, you guys. Everybody, you, you right there. You're in your car. You over there on your bed right now listening. You over there at your desk. Anyway, you want to walk with the earbo- earpods? Anyway, I can't even wear earpods anymore, whatever they're called, because uh, of the Fire, Fire Fest documentary. Ugh. It's like every fucking trust fund, like white male trust fund baby was just walking around with their pink, thick, like, I don't know, gummy faces with ear pods in. I was just like, fuck you. I just feel like now I feel like anybody wearing, like any guy wearing ear pods, ear pods, ear pods, like they're one of the people who are like saying that women can't get abortions or trying to like, you know, tell women what they're allowed to do with their bodies. I'm not getting political on this episode. I, mean, I think, uh, I mean, obviously I'm totally pro-choice and everything that's going on right now is disgusting and ridiculous. But uh, that's, I mean, obviously that's self, that's of course I feel that way because that's the right way to feel. Um, ugh, yeah, it makes me sick. Anyway, um, AirPods, AirPods. Anyway, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, a while ago, I dated a guy and we're and like, oh, the kisses were horrible. But I was like, I don't know. He keeps asking me out on dates. He's putting his attention on me. Like, why can't I just like get into this? Like, but like, ooh, kisses were horrible. And I was just so like bored. Um... I don't know. I just didn't feel it for him. I wasn't bored. I just didn't love him. And I wasn't like passionate about him. And I wasn't like, you know, uh, just excited to be with him. There was something I was longing for and it was not him. You know, there's just something missing. And I remember we had breakfast one day and, you know, we had, I had slept over. I remember being very self-conscious. I think he wanted to take a shower with me or something. And I was like, oh God, because it's so intimate to take a shower with another person. I don't even like doing that with people I love really. Like I wouldn't mind taking a bath and drinking champagne and a bubble bath with somebody I really am madly in love with. If I'm madly in love with someone, you know, and I am madly in love right now, I will do, I am madly in love right now. I'll do everything. It's fun. It's exciting. It's like, oh, as long as we're together, it's great. Anyway. Yeah, we had woken up, took a shower together. I was like, oh my God, we're so not here. This is so uncomfortable. And I was just like, I was think I was, at that time I was really awkward, but like fronting really hard. So I don't think I came across as awkward, but I probably did. Like, who are we kidding? But I was just like, I was experiencing so much inner turmoil. So it doesn't even matter if he could tell I was, I was feeling uncomfortable or not because I was in so much pain. Now I'm not like that. Now I, I reserve suffering and pain for other aspects and dynamics of a relationship that are like, you know, much deeper and uh, hard to explain or 
get a handle on, but I'm working on it. Anyway, so we go to breakfast and we're sitting there and we're just quiet and he's reading the paper and I'm like drinking my orange juice and coffee and just sitting here, just sitting there, not talking. I'm like, as I'm like squirming in the silence and just feeling so alone and just feeling the void of nothingness and just feeling so empty and yeah, bored and just like unfulfilled, which I know is probably my problem because I should feel blah, 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 yakety, shakety, whatever. I was with this guy and I was just feeling this way. And I went, wow. So like, you know, here we are. And we're just at breakfast, like, you know, it's like, he's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, should we, I don't even know if I said this, but I, I think I said something along the lines of like, should we be talking more or like, or I just like called attention to the fact that like, we're just sitting at breakfast and yeah, I don't think it was horrible what I said or whatever, but he heard me say this and his response was, and it's a totally casual moment, but his response was, yeah, this is it. I went, what do you mean? He's like, this is it. This is, this is it. This is a relationship like this, like moments like this, like, and I thought, oh my God, you're right. This is life happening. I'm sitting here with this guy and it's quiet and he's reading the paper and having his breakfast and drinking his coffee and I'm eating my breakfast and we're just existing together. This is it. And I remember thinking, no, 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 no. I was like, if this is it, this is not for me. Like, I don't want this. No. But now, the thing is, he was wrong for me. He was not my guy because that is it. And that's fine that that's it. But if that's it with that guy, no thanks. And now if I'm at brunch, yeah, I said brunch. I fucking said brunch. If I'm with my boyfriend now, and oftentimes we are in this situation, a lot of the time we're sitting across from each other. It's quiet. We've said everything. We know everything. We've been together so much. There's nothing else to say. And we're just coexisting and we're having our food, we're having our drink, and we're people watching and we're just in each other's company and in each other's presence. And when I'm with him and that's it, I'm like, this is great. I'm like, this is great. I don't need to say, like, because I'm with the right person. I'm with somebody who I just love being near him and vice versa. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, it's like, this is great. Because you are going to have mundane moments. It can't always be new and fresh and blah, blah, blah. My God, yeah. Like, oh, where did you go to college? What's going on? Feel all the silence. Feel all the silence, which is basically what I'm doing right now in this podcast. But it's because I'm trying to tell you guys stuff and it's one-sided. Nobody else is here. It's just me and a microphone talking to you guys into the ether. I hope you're listening. But uh, that was such a wake-up call for me because I was like, wow. If you don't like it and you don't have that inner, inner like, or that feel that inner feeling that, that that like magic that surrounds two people in love. Ugh, no, 
I'm not going to be in some lack, lackluster bullshit thing sitting in silence with somebody I'm not even crazy about. But to sit in silence with somebody I'm crazy about, oh, that's like a meditation. It's so lovely. So anyway, uh, listen, here's what I'm going to tell you. You know about all the girls' night in stuff. You know about Lao Botanicals and how to make your skin plump and beautiful and healthy environment. And uh, you're going to get a discount code to them. Uh, you can also, if you want to buy some candles, oh my God, I'm obsessed with Rookski candles. If you, okay, I've had the creator, the owner, the founder of Rookski candles on my show before. Her name is Brooke Doolian. Uh, well, you can use this code for 10% off, which is good through May. Go to rookski.com and use the code LOVEALEXI for Rookski candles. They smell so highbrow and sparkling and beautiful. You won't regret it. Anyway, I'm going to shut the fuck up now, finally, so you can enjoy my conversation with Brittany Furlon. I do. Um, okay, we are podcasting. Are we podcasting? Okay, we are going fast and furious. We are going hard. <laughs> we are going to podcast so hard with Brittany Furlon. Yay. Um, someone started gardening outside. Did they? Oh my God, is there a leaf blower going on outside? There's a guy just like cutting bushes. Unfucking believable. Well, we don't have time for that. That's okay. That's atmosphere. That's texture. Um, <laughs> all right. Here's what we're going to talk about. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like right when we start recording. This just happened, isn't it? It just happened. Yeah. I can't believe right it. Right next to your window. Um, well, what? Who cares? It's okay. It's, it's just, a warm summer day wherever you're sitting. Warm. You're outside. You're listening to the gardener. It's really, this is like Amazing. ASMR. Yeah. yeah. ASMR. Yeah. Um, this you is guys all- like ASMR. Because we, we like ASMR. Oh, actually, some people, some people get really bothered by that. Hey, come back. <laughs> come back. We've stopped. Oh, okay. We have a lot of things to hit on. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, you got married. I got married. Who did you marry? Tommy Lee. How the hell did that happen and I how are you feeling? so crazy. Everyone keeps saying that. It feels so great. I love him. He's really just an, a good guy, which is so hard to find in LA, which yeah. I like, who would have thought out of all the guys in the world, Tommy Lee would be the good guy. He's, I've met him, you guys. I went out to dinner the other day. We had so much fun. He loves you. He loves me, you guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hello. Whoa. Who's lovable? Whoa. This girl. No, he's okay. so, I'm dead. So dumb. He's so, he's such a good guy and has such a big heart and. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I just threw my oh mic my at the guy's head. I just have a full-on mental breakdown. Unbelievable, because Brittany's got to get her... You're getting her, your lashes done. Yes. Even though they look fantastic. Thanks. And, uh, but she's got to go. And we spent so much time just talking off the mic. This About is, life. We should have just recorded We should have just recorded, but it was like too personal. And I like to do like a podcast before the podcast where we can get real. Um, oh, you know what? Bedroom? Oh, no. The window's open. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Cla- Didn't you rook- know that? Rookie podcast mistake. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, guys. So anyway, so it's really fun. I, I've been. I started my own podcast called Worst First. I start promoting my own. Issues. You should. This is great. <laughs> I have my own podcast called Worst First, which I have to have Alexi on because you talk about your worst first experience of like a worst first date, worst first drug experience, worst first whatever. So that's that's what I've been doing. It makes me feel like I have purpose, which is nice. That's nice because I felt pretty purposeless for a while. You did. Yeah. Why? I mean, like what? Because it's like if I don't have structure or if I don't have like something to do. I get like really depressed and anxiety ridden, you yeah. know, like waking up every day and being like, oh, what do I have? Okay. Like a random meeting, an audition, whatever, but it's not like a job. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's I not like someone way. needs me to show up. It's hard to find structure. So how do you structure your day? Cause I, that's what I get. I, I, yeah, I don't know how to do it. 
I just keep booking podcasts. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Oh, that's like a job. I'm like, yeah. I have people are like, wow, you've been recorded a lot. Like, I just, it makes me feel like I have purpose, yeah. you know, to be like, oh, I have to show up at this time. I'm doing this podcast. I'm interviewing guests. It's fun. It's like, I love hearing their stories. And who's been on the show? Um, Tommy, Machine Gun Kelly, Eli Roth, Bobby Lee, Mod Son. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Um, Can you use that mic by your mouth? So many people. Rob Rako, who's on Riverdale. And uh, dead. It's so many people. It's been really fun. I'm just going to keep having more and more guests. I want you on there. I want you and Liz to be on there together. It's going to be funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's be great. It'll be your, like, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you guys are great. I just have to say, you guys, Alexi is uh, one of the nicest. (laughs) (laughs) I get on here turning to your mom. Let me just tell you guys something about Alexi Washer. Uh, She's a really good girl, and uh, she's one of the only ones that can pull off wearing a high-waisted pants. Hey, everybody's doing it. You look great in them, though. No, when I wear them, Tommy's like, why are you doing that? Like, like, girls do that when they have to, like, hide their fupa. That is not true. That's not true. You have those really sexy, oh, my God, can we say whose house we're at when you're wearing them, and I notice how, how wonderful they're on your body? Sure. I weirdly ended up at David Spade's house yes. with Brittany. Oh, yeah. Can I say that? Yeah, oh, my. Yeah, oh, yeah. So one random night we're leaving. We're going from one celebrity's house <laughs> to another. Can I say who that was? Yeah. Who was it? Seth Green? Yeah. You guys, I'm so cool. Hanging out with famous people all the <laughs> That's just kidding. So dumb. Anyway, yeah, Brittany and I were living our lives, and uh, I went with her. I was like, your, esca- your, your date for the day or whatever. Yes. Went to Seth Green's house. Very cool. Yeah. And then we ended up at David Spade's. David Spade's palatial yeah. estate yeah and you were wearing these high-waisted american apparel jeans that fit you like a glove and i remember that's when i first saw your butt and your tiny waist and i was like not to objectify you and reduce right. you to your body because you're so much more than that yeah. but uh, and we got naked you guys the other day we got naked oh we get spray tans Brittany, I took alexi to do a spray tan we didn't get naked at david spade's house this we didn't was a get, while ago yeah we, we didn't need to, like disclaimer we, here yeah, yeah disclaimer we did not get naked at david spade's it was like the most mellow hang hang at all yeah. but, that, but i did notice yeah we had we had a chat but i saw as you walked to sit down uh before you sat down i went Wow! Look at her butt. Couldn't believe it. Like they're like painted on. So high waisted is very cool. But uh, I love them. So I didn't want a spray tan at all. But then, but I forced you. You forced me. It's like it's coming off. A little sun kiss glow. A little sun kiss glow. Yeah, it's pretty much come off. You went for the lightest one. I went for the lightest one. But you have that beautiful porcelain skin. She's not lying. Like Victorian era. Like they painted paintings of you. That's what it is. Thank you. Like See, you I look like, like royalty. Pill. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, now you're saying that. No, I'm serious though. That's what that's what your look is. I remember that guy. Do you know how many people I actually didn't even send you the rest? More people uh, DM'd me and were like, stop making your beautiful pale friend get a spray tan. She has nice milky skin and you're an asshole and like blah blah blah. Like, oh yeah. my god. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I don't want them to call you an asshole, but can you screen grab those and send I'll them to me? I have to check. I don't know if I deleted them, but I was like, <sighs> oh my god, it's so funny. I Jeez. sent you one of them and then later I saw more and I, was like, I, I love it. Oh yeah. my god. Well, it all started with I remember got, I got porcelain skin shamed mm-hmm. at your house 4th of oh, July yeah I was wearing a bikini I brought my boyfriend over it was very exciting 4th of July party got very I got very tipsy on you you served me some kind of wonderful like uh, oh yeah the froze like froze froze's yeah. oh my god throw another good. party and make those I or, will, yeah. so I can drink those, those. um and I remember I was in my bikini, very brave, because I was like next to you in a bikini, and I was like, Shut "Oh my god, up. no, it's You're true." So skinny. Anyway, and I'm with my new boyfriend, who I was newly falling in love with. And I was like, "I'm doing it." I'm at Brittany and Tommy's house, very cool, in a bikini. I got from Madewell, and uh, and then and then uh, Tommy and then was Tommy like, "Tommy was like, oh my god, you're so pale. You're like clear." 
I was like, can you not say that to my friend? Like, he has no buffer. He's like, no, seriously, like, just, just come, like something. Let me just get some coconut oil. I know. And then he started rubbing coconut oil on you in front of your new boyfriend. I thought like, that was very cool because I, I, I wanted, I was like, wow, this is, I feel very, you know, paid attention to. Very wanted, right? Yeah, now. it's amazing. <laughs> Tommy Lee is like lathering, uh, whatever, yeah, coconut. coconut oil all over. Then you got burned. Yeah, that was so funny. I'm so, I was like so upset. I'm like, you're going to give her skin cancer. It's totally fine. Oh God, no, it's fine. But then I was like, this is like part two of that, like where that started. But yeah, so Brittany convinced me. She's like, I'm, you know, come over. I'm paying for it. It's like, you're my boyfriend. It's like, you're like my sugar daddy. Like, we'll go to dinner afterwards. It'll be really great. And uh, yeah, I got my first spray tan, but I liked it because I like any excuse to get like, like naked. It looked great. And by the way, you look better than like you ever. Really? I mean, we've been friends for a couple years now, but you just keep getting like better. Why? Because I'm losing weight? Well, I, I shouldn't even ask why. Is, I should just say thank you. Definitely like you. I mean, not that you were ever heavy, but you look like you're in like, you were always skinny. It's anxiety. But your body looks amazing. Isn't that crazy how anxiety does that? When I was right when you're, you know, the moment that you were talking about when we were over David's house and stuff, that was like right when Tommy and I first started dating and I was still in my weird like anxiety mode. And when I'm single, I am the best looking ever. Really? And then I get into a relationship and I'm like... What are you talking about? It does about? start to change. You're I, gorgeous. I, do, I know, but I, things I change. I saw your boobs. I love you. I saw your butt. But I saw you fully change. naked. I know, but things change. It's weird. Like I like um, I, there's something about me being when I'm not in a relationship. It's like it's almost like your body knows you're not in a relationship, and it's like we have to attract a mate. Let's get beautiful. Like you oh, just yeah. get like it's weird. Like I just I don't know. Like I not for at, me though. Improving. You know, you're in a relationship and you're getting better. It's, it's kind of crazy. It's because I'm just like I'm not. I don't eat. Or eat like one yeah, meal of bad food yeah, a day. I'm like, oh my god, is everything gonna be okay? Stressed out. Is it, will he still love me tomorrow? I oh god, know. no, it's okay. I don't know. We're all like that though. I feel like every girl's like that. Like Are we they? talk about our shit, but like every girl that I talk to is always like, I don't know. And then we like talked about this, and and I don't know where I stand, and blah blah blah. blah. And even people that are married, like it just happens. Like people are just complicated. Yeah, just relationships in general, you know. Yeah. I feel like we're always going to be dealing with that because humans are just complicated beings. It's not like it's going to be, you know, flowers and roses all the time. I just don't know if I should up my Zoloft dose. And this is like real, real right now. But I'm wondering if I should up my Zoloft dose because I get scared if I ever want to get off of it. You, okay, well, is it the, good, too scary? the good thing about Zoloft, as someone who's been on every medication, is that Zoloft's easy to wean down off of. Yeah. You're not going to have like crazy whatever. So, yeah. like, I mean, I'm on Effexor and I don't mind saying that. I don't pill shame and I'm not. I'm I'm an, actually an advocate of antidepressants just because they've saved my life. But um, Effexor is like a gnarly one. Like I, if I get off of it, I have to literally be like under a doctor's supervision because it's like a really bad. If you Google like Effexor withdrawal, it's like worse than heroin. They say, yeah, so it's bad. But um, Zoloft is actually really okay. And um, you know, you're on a very low dose. I'm not going to share your dosage, but you're on a low dose. 50 milligrams. Okay. So, 50, so she's, she, she doesn't care. So you're on a low dose. There's people on like 500 milligrams. Really? I mean, it goes up pretty high. We're not or, doctors. Or 250 but... or something. I don't know, something higher, but it's high. And um, no, you could, what you can do is you can go up a little higher. Like I've done this my, at half times. Half a pill. You like... can half a pill. Do it till you feel that it's making a significant change. And then if you feel like you're too like zoned out, then 
go down and okay. you'll be fine. It's not going to fuck you up. I'll call my psychiatrist. I love it. This is good because even if we have a shorter podcast than I normally do, we both talk so fast. Yeah. And I talk even faster. We cover faster. a lot of ground. Yeah. When I'm with you, so I'm like, oh my God, it's <laughs> Olaf and uh, worse first and blah, blah. Tell me about American Meme. Oh. Because uh, this, okay, you tell me all about it okay. and then I'll tell you. How so I love if it. you guys have a Netflix, obviously most of you do, or you're borrowing your neighbors or cousins or uncles or whatever. I'm using my mom. Yeah. Oh my God. I saw the funniest meme the other day where it was like a possum with like seven possums on its back, seven baby possums. And it's like with that one person's Netflix account with all the other people. On the it's thing. true. Yeah, that's me. It's like when you have one person's Netflix pass, when you're all sharing one person's Netflix password and it's yeah. a big possum with all the baby possums. I'm yeah, sharing, my, on it. I'm sharing Brooks for some things mm-hmm. like for whatever. And then I'll, I'll tell my boyfriend, I'll be like, Oh no, you don't have to get it. You can just use Brooks. And oh I'm like, oh, I'm like, uh oh, maybe that's not okay. But Brooks anyway. all like, I didn't watch the show. Yeah, oh my seriously. god, so funny. Totally. Okay, so American Meme Netflix account. You can watch it there. So the American Meme happened like so weirdly. Um, it happened th- started happening three years ago when Bert Marcus, who directed it, is friends with um, Brett Gursky, who's a producer, who's a friend of mine, and he linked us up because Brett was or Bert was looking to do a uh, you know a documentary about social media and what it's really like. And so I got introduced to him and it was just like a general meeting. And then he was like, oh my God, your story is so crazy and compelling. I want to, you know, tell your story. Can I film you for like, you know, it was supposed to be like a couple months and it turned into three years. It did? Yeah. So he would film me like at different parts of my life and like for like a week or two. And then like he did this over three years. So it was like at all these different points in my life. It was so crazy. And he just told my story. I mean, like I, I grew up like in a very unhealthy, dysfunctional family, unfortunately. A lot of drama between my parents, like a really stressful childhood where there was a lot of fighting and it was just really like stress. I was just, that's where I think my anxiety comes from is like being around so much craziness at a young age of like people screaming and yelling and, you know, throwing knives and just being insane, you know, just really unhealthy shit that I saw at a really young age. And I was always like on my toes. I was always like fight or flight mode. You know what I mean? Me too. Yeah. And then my parents got divorced when I was young and I was just with my dad and my brother. And that was really hard. And I had like a lot of like identity issues with myself, you know, like I, I felt very confused because I was with guys most of the time and I was a girl and I wanted to be pretty and be feminine. But then also like I had this tomboy personality and just so much stuff. And I ended up like being a cutter because I was just like, I, I didn't want to live anymore. I hated life. I hated school. I hated, you know, the, the, the mundaneness of it, of like getting up every day, go to school, six o'clock in the morning, want to kill yourself. Like so tired from the night before because you didn't sleep because you were ridden with anxiety, listening to freaking Pablo Honey for hours. Like yeah. couldn't sleep. And then you have to wake up at 6 a.m. and go to fucking school for eight hours and pay attention in classes and like just fucking pay attention to dumb shit that no one cares about. And like whatever war was won in Spain in like 1890 and who gives a fuck? No, you know? but it never serves you and later. no one cares. And so I was just like, this is the worst. Get me out of here. And I remember like being in like ninth grade thinking... Like, oh, God, I have, like, fucking five more years of this shit. Are you fucking kidding me? Or three more years of this shit? And it would just, like, overwhelm me. And I was like, I don't want to do it. I don't think I can do it, you know? And so I started cutting because I didn't, like, have the strength to kill myself because I felt bad for my dad. But um, because my dad's such a good dad that I was like, oh, I can't let him down. Um, So then I started cutting, and I got, like, a big endorphin release from that. Wow, this guy's an asshole. Um, But, yeah, so then I got, like, every time I would do that, I got, like, a really big relief, you know, because when you, like, bleed, it releases... Endorphins. Endorphins. I don't know why. It's, like, basically your body trying to, like, keep you, I guess, from doing what you're doing. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't know the chemical whatever behind it, but I just knew that 
whenever I did it, I'd be like, oh, God, like it would just cause me some kind of relief. And so then I just, I ended up getting caught in school because they did a school physical, mandatory school physicals. They do that in public school, poor people's school, because they want to make sure that everyone's getting all their shots and all their checkups and everything like that. And they can't guarantee on the parents, you know, to do that for the kids. So they make everyone line up in a row, get their physicals, right? So I went to the nurse and I remember I went into the nurse's office and um, she was like, lift up your shirt, you know, I have to do a physical. And I was like, oh, I don't want to take my shirt off. I feel uncomfortable. And they're like, oh, we can have another nurse come in and like stand here while you do it. And I was like, no, I don't want to. Like, I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel comfortable. And they were like, well, we can get the principal in here. She was a girl. And they were like, you have to do it. Like, everyone's doing these physicals. And, like, I knew because if I saw my arms, like, I was wearing, like, long sleeves in the summertime. I knew that if they saw my arms, they were going to, like, make a big deal out of it. And then they did. Yeah. They called an ambulance. I'd, like, get freaking put into a mental hospital, which was an insane ex- experience. Yeah. <laughs> like, so horrible. Anyway, it's all an American meme. But anyway, I talk about, like, my crazy childhood and how I got to where I am now and, acting you know, and acting and, and characters and comedy and Vine. And it's just like a really long, weird road. And meeting Tommy. And even. meeting Tommy. Like, I've had such a weird, random life. <laughs> and then because of it, so your mom, there's a part in it where you're like, you know, and you didn't, you weren't even like, as, you didn't even tell the whole story, but no. like where you talk about how there's a moment in your childhood where you like saw your mom chasing your dad with a knife yeah, or something kitchen table yeah oh my goodness and uh and she got so mad at me after she that. saw american oh Bean. my god she was like fuck you you don't know why i did that and blah, blah blah and your father was cheating on me i'm like still no fucking excuse yeah to do that in front of your kids and i don't care i don't i don't care who was cheating on who or whatever like you don't do that shit and you guys talking? You have children no we're not talking right not now talking. no it's gotten but you know who knows i'm sure we'll talk again one day but right now i'm just like ugh. like and then she just went on she just She's just off her rocker in her own way, like went on social media and started posting all this dumb shit. Like, just so, like, not motherly. And I cool. blocked like, not her. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, I just really was like, sad. I was like, what is this? Yeah. This is it's uh, not motherly. Like, no mother. Like, that's what scares me is like, I don't know if I ever want to be a mother. I don't know if I ever will be, but you'd be such a great mom. There's one thing that I do know you'd is that I would mom. never do that shit to my kids. Like, yeah. Like, be a mom, you know? Don't be like, so off the handle that you're going to go and talk about personal shit yeah. that your daughter has confided in you that you're going to put it on social media or make up stuff. You know, like she's, it's just like not cool. So that's even, just an example of like what I grew up with. I wasn't even like, I didn't even think she was like revealing anything about you. I mean, I didn't, oh, I didn't see all the posts. Facebook. Oh, I, cause yeah. I just, I just saw that she was just like, seemed very angry that like you shared a real part of your childhood and something that really happened yeah. on American meme. And, mm-hmm. and then she was just like, just, Oh Lash, my God. Lashing she out. Lashed out. And then she was like, my daughter's using me to get fame and money. I'm like, yeah. fame and money? I didn't get paid shit for that documentary. I know. I'm upset and, about and that. And why the <laughs> fuck? And I know. And why <laughs> the fuck would I ever use that? Like, that's embarrassing. That's yeah. not like a cool thing. I'm like, was sharing a real part of my childhood. Which like, shapes, she just has to try to cover her ass. Which just shapes how you are. Like, yeah. that, that's like a big thing. Like, but believe me, that was like not even the worst of it. Yeah. That was like a light story. Yeah. So just imagine much worse than that. Yeah. Yeah, Like just a horrible, like, like just people, I mean, I just honestly believe people who have like mental problems, like I highly, highly, highly recommend before you have a child, like get your shit sorted. Yeah. I'm trying to. It's really. Oh God. It's hard. I mean, that's another thing with me too. No, you don't. But I'm just saying like, I, I like, that's such a big thing for me because I just never want any child to ever go through like what I went through. Like, fuck, it was nasty. Like, I just remember never being really a child. Yeah. To grow up so quickly. 
Did you ever hide? I'm only saying this because I have. Like, I remember just like hiding in the closet just to get away from chaos, just like with my, with like a bear or just hiding in the closet, like, or with my cat, just like crying or being like <gasps> always in fight or flight mode because like my parents were always fighting. And mm-hmm. yeah, and it really does like. It fucks you up. Yeah. Like, the, I'm not trying to blame, like, like obviously we can sit here all day and go like, oh, that happened. They're the, that's the reason we are the way that we are, but it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to say that. Like, I'm not trying to sit here and put, put, put the blame just on my parents and like, yeah, we're grown up now and you can change, but I've been through years of therapy and like the root of all of my developmental issues and like my anxiety and stuff is from when I went through as a child. It's, it's trauma. Yeah. When you go through trauma, it fucking sticks with you. Yeah. Like, it's just how it is. You can't erase the trauma. Yeah. Unless you get a fucking lobotomy. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. And that's why you are like, I'm not trying to like make excuses, but like the things that we talk about personally, you and I, when I hear you say the things that you say, it makes sense. Yeah. Abandonment issues, fear of abandonment, like whatever. It's fine. Like it just makes sense, you know? Yeah. I know we're getting like so deep now. I like, know. This is going to be like a really great podcast. You yeah. have to come back again. I will. But I wait, will come back. What do we... Oh, oh God. Um, no. I know. What are like a, a left turn? I'm about to take... Well, yeah, we're getting real deep. And then it's like, okay, uh, what do we want to wrap this up with? But, uh, <laughs> I know. I feel go, bad. No, I, we don't need so no. much more to talk about. And I'm like, I have to go leave. But go leave and get, get your lashes. Deep. But wait. So stupid. Uh, American meme, American marriage. Meme is on Netflix. I'm married. I'm and happy. I'm, I feel so lucky. I found someone who is really nice and I don't have to worry about cheating on me or hurting me or yeah. anything like that, which is really beautiful in LA. Was, what, and we, we <laughs> ever everyone's be, so shady. No no reality show coming up? No, no I, just kidding. Tommy, I would watch never, that show. I know. Everyone says that. I love all... I love We've been approached by everyone. Are you serious? Oh my God. Bravo. Like every huge That company, is my dream. NBC, like, like, please, can you and Tommy do a show? Like, what did Bravo like, say? kill myself. Tell me what Bravo said. They just, like, wanna, they just want to do a show with us where they just follow follow us around but I'm like it's so funny because we spend like most of our time at home just cuddling in bed and watching yeah. television oh my god because I have like this such show. bad anxiety I'm like I don't like leaving the house and then Tommy hates people so he doesn't no like no no you're out there you're podcasting I've been trying to you've got your podcast going but incredible guests you're like you know I'm trying top in the charts I love you when I love you too I mean, will you come back? Of course I hated that this was so fast no, that's but okay we're going to come back but I like feel like you know, I love what you and I talk about and I love that you're so open and vulnerable and like I love that you share your podcast and like talk about mental health and stuff like that and I want to do that more on mine but mine's more of like a jokey funny podcast but yeah. I love that and I can't wait to tell people to listen to you because I know so many of my followers personally struggle with all the same shit that we struggle with. Yeah. We're not alone. We're not like with- all of our all girls and our emotions and our thoughts and our estrogen and yeah, it's just all flowing at it's all the time. True. And that's why when you come on my podcast and you talk about your stuff and I always talk about I'm always oversharing about my feelings, but it's so nice. Like I don't feel like you're blaming your mom or you're no, blaming no, no. your childhood. It just is what the, happened because you created such a beautiful life for yourself yeah. and you're doing so much and you're so entertaining. You've got these great characters and you're like so wonderful to talk to and you make people laugh and and then when you share all these things like what you go through, then you make other people feel less alone. So you're not yeah. a victim. You've like evolved no. past the thing. I don't look at it now like you're oh, not. woe is me, but like I, I do say like, oh, like I I am this way because I went through certain things in my life and that's fine. I'm not sitting there feeling bad for myself. Yeah. It actually helps me more to understand that instead of just being like, oh, what are these random feelings? Or like, yeah. why am I randomly freaking out in a parking lot in a grocery store, you know? Like, and that everything can be okay despite going through that kind of stuff. Yes. Like you can get to the other side, you can get married, you can find love, you yep. can have a career and whatever and you then know yourself things, you and successful. Yeah, and make a difference and all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we really nailed don't this let, podcast. Yeah, don't let your emotions hold hold you back. Oh, God. 
Well, to be continued, um, I'm going to have you on next week again. Yeah, but I want you to like, I, oh, no. I feel like this is so exciting and like the intro to this podcast is probably, it's already happened, obviously, because yeah. you're going to do it in the beginning. But yeah. I love like that you talk about your feelings. I think that's the most important thing that anyone can do. And I encourage people more often to do that. I think it's so important because... I think a lot of the times we walk around, we try to act all big and bad and like nothing affects us. With our curated Instagram things. I mean, I love curating my Instagram. I love when people are like, oh my God, congratulations. You're doing so great. Wow. I'm so proud of you. And I'm like, I am? Yeah. What? What yeah. are you talking? Oh, the Instagram. Yeah. And then I'm like, wow, I fooled them. I fooled <laughs> them all. <laughs> I know, but I like you know, it. You're just crying into cereal. You're like, yeah. thanks, that's doing great. Ugh. It's true. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll go off. Love, love you. your life. I'm I love you too. It. Okay. We'll hang out more. Um, we'll just- get Tommy on here. You'll just have to bring it over the house. I'll do that. Yeah. But that's invasive. He won't like it. No, it's fine. All right. You heard it here first, folks. So we have Tommy Lee on the podcast, but you're going to be on it too. It'll be the three of us. Yay. I love you guys. And thank you so much to everyone who's listening to All right. Relax. I'll relax. I love her. She's the best. I'm stealing a Starburst. We're done with the show. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.